When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, baseball family, to our Thursday Night Live. I am Brad, and as you would expect, I'm joined by our guy, Brig. Welcome, as usual, Brig. How are you today? Well, I'm great. How are you, Brad? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Awesome. Uh, I'm glad that you're doing great. Uh, We have so much good stuff to talk about today because we're headed towards the All-Star break. We're only a couple weeks away, which means, Brig, yes! that the all-star voting is beginning to wind down. They're in the final stage, two for every position, two starters for every position. We're going to give you, um, I mean, it's pretty much up to minute, up to the minute on MLB.com, right? Where uh, where they have their sliders on on the page there so you can see who is where. So we're going to go through it real quick just to give you a current update. You can go vote for your favorite player if their race is close. Most of them, I feel like, are pretty well decided. Yeah, I would say so. Um, like for instance, American League first base, we've got Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Ty France. Uh, Vlad's got that one at sixty-six percent so far, and then yep. Paul Goldschmidt in the National League has it at sixty-seven percent over Polar Bear Pete Alonso, sixty-seven to thirty-three uh, percent. Second base in the American League, we've got Jose Altuve over. Um, who was that for uh, <laughs> second base for the for the Blue Jays? I feel like Blue Jays fans have come out in droves. Yeah, they uh, to are support to support their guy, uh, Espinal. Yep. I don't even know who he is, Brig. I'm gonna be honest with you. It feels a lot like that. He's a year. second baseman in Toronto. Yes. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that year. Remember when the Royals had like seven starters? Yeah. In the All Star Game because they like had like some kind of incentive, fourteen or fifteen or something. Yeah. For, yeah. Was, yeah. It was one of those years, but they had some kind of incentive for their fans to come out and vote. So they had like seven guys starting it kind of feels like the blue jays are in that territory right now but altuve is up 56 percent to 44 in the national league we've got jazz chisholm jr over ozzy yeah. albies at 58 to 42 percent third base in the american league rafael devers and jose ramirez 59 percent for devers uh 41 for ramirez and then Man, the national league rafael at third base devers. gosh damn it <laughs> The National League, this is one of the tightest races in because it, it literally cannot get any tighter than this. Nodded at 50%, you've got Manny Machado and Nolan Arenado. Yep. So if you feel strongly about either, go go vote. Go vote for them. 
either way. Um, Brad, and then we okay. I'll what? ask you in a minute. I'll ask you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, shortstop in the American League. We got uh, we got Tim Anderson and Bo Bichette. Anderson's up fifty-five uh, percent to forty. 45%. And then again, shortstop the National League is nodded at 50%. Trey Turner and Dansby Swanson. And you know what? If you had told me two years ago that Dansby Swanson would be in contention for the starting spot in the All-Star game against Trey Turner, I would have told you we're crazy. Crazy. Absolutely That's crazy. That's exactly what I'd have said. Yeah. And then we have our catchers. We have Alejandro Kirk. Again, another Blue Jay. And Jose Trevino uh, with the Yankees. Um, Kirk is up 74% to 26%. Trevino has been like kind of a stud since he got, since he got brought oh, yeah. up, right? Totally. So and it's interesting that Kirk is the guy there, but at the same time, um, generally a lot speaking, of noise right now. he is, um, generally speaking, I feel like catching is a weak position in the American League right now. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah, I would say like, so. If Cal Raleigh continued on the, his current trend and he had another month before the All Star break, it might be him. Mm-hmm. But then, on the other hand, that he's playing in the in the Northwest, so maybe not. But anywho, and then in the National League, you've got Wilson Contreras at sixty four percent, Travis Darno at thirty six percent. Contreras is going to wrap that up. Uh, I mean, yeah, he should. Know. Yeah. Although Darno's my starter on fantasy, so. Well, and he's number two in the all-star voting, so you know he's doing well. Yeah. Um, and then in the outfield, Aaron Judge is your top vote getter. He has clinched the all-star starting position. Yep. Uh, and then the rest of the way, you've got Mike Trout, Giancarlo Stanton, George Springer, and Lourdes Goriel Jr. Two Blue Jays there, Brig. Two I Blue know. Jays. Four guys I fighting know. for two spots. Trout is in the lead right now, 39%. Stanton, Stanton, 22%. Springer, 21%. And Guriel Jr., 18%. And then in the National League, Ronald Acuna Jr. is your National League top vote getter. So he's clinched his starting spot. Um, And then you've got Mookie Betts at 35%. Jock Peterson at 31%. uh, Starling Marte at 20%. And Adam Duvall with the Braves also at 14%. Designated hitters, Shohei Otani and Jordan Alvarez, 51% to 49% respectively. Otani's got the edge there, but, uh, I mean, he's going to be in the All-Star game regardless. I don't know if the Angels don't want him to pitch or not, but he's going to be in the All-Star game no matter what. Uh, And then this one's interesting to me, Brig. In the National League for the DH, you've got Bryce Harper at 57%, and then William Contreras at 43%. Bryce Harper's been out for two weeks. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and still and playing halfway better. for even longer. Yeah, I mean he's it's appropriate for his position because he's he's been DHing right when he was playing he was DHing yeah. because of the elbow issue. Yeah. Um but he continues to get votes despite not being healthy enough to play in the All Star game or at all. <laughs> right? Yeah, or at all. So there's no evidence to vote on him. Right. But here's the thing that here's one thing that was crazy to me, Brig. Like I wanted to bring this up because I don't vote for the all-star game right. um, specifically because there are eventually um, there are financial incentives that are 
tied to guys getting voted in the All-Star game. And it affects their future contract negotiations. Like, true. they'll walk into contract negotiations in two years from now and say, hey, I was a 2022 All-Star. Uh, yeah, we cannot argue that. But the fans voted you in, Fernando Tatis Jr., because you did not play any games to that point. Tatis has not played a single game to this point this season, and he was still fifth in the National League shortstop voting. I know. Like, come on. All the whole National League. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's... It bugs me. It really bugs me. And I don't feel like I can contribute to something like that. So that, okay. that's why I don't vote. Am I like off the rails of that brig or is that reasonable? No, it's, it's totally reasonable. However, I do think you're on an island. I don't think you're yeah. all the way by yourself, but you're on an island. Here's the thing that, so I agree with you wholeheartedly that, that it is a little bit of an unfair advantage that fans get to vote. However, I do believe fans should continue to be the ones making this decision. And here's why. I've thought a lot about this, okay? And I even have notes, so pardon me while I read them because I (laughs) I don't want to mess this up. Here's the My biggest thing is that it gives Major League Baseball a real-time pulse on what the fans are thinking, how engaged they are, where they are when they're engaged, because you know they're tracking all that location metrics, they're tracking voter uh, frequency. They're tracking all, all kinds of things. I'm sure they are. They want as much information as possible with which to make decisions, specifically regarding marketing, because that is how they make their money. Now, we can see that Fernando Tatis Jr. is clearly being marketed effectively. He was MLB The Show 21's cover guy. Mm-hmm. Is it any surprise that he's getting a lot of votes? We got Otani's MLB The Show 22. Is it any surprise he's getting the votes? So now some of this is Major League Baseball promotion. Some of this is personal promotion. Some of it is other deals these guys are doing on their own with different you know, marketing deals they're making with companies and things like that. But I think it gives Major League Baseball really great insight into where the fans are, where the fans' heads and hearts are, et cetera. I don't think they'll ever get rid of it for that reason alone. But here's the other thing. Major League Baseball is doing everything they can to keep the fan base engaged, to keep it exciting, to keep the to keep things rolling. So you simply for that reason alone cannot remove one of the most intimate and interactions the fans have with the sport and with the game in general, the whole league. This is one of the only times where the fans are truly involved other than sitting at the stadium and making a bunch of noise. Major League Baseball right. would be absolutely ludicrous to remove that opportunity from their fans. And if they were going to do that, they would have to replace it multiple times. They, it, would, it wouldn't just be a one-for-one. One. They would have to replace it. Like, give me two or three things that I can do to make up for it because they're all so new, and I don't know if I'm going to like them. I don't know if it's going to stick. So you have to – if you're going to make this transaction and take away my ability to vote on the All-Star game, then I absolutely have to have more coming my way is mm-hmm. is the way and they're never going to look at it that way but as fans i think we are seeing it that way and th- so for those reasons they're never going to do that <laughs> they're never going right. to right no away. and i totally agree with you and th- and the big thing with it as well is that who's the all-star game for it's, it's for, for the, fans. the fans that's right and so if the fans want to see albert pujols put on an all-star jersey one more time 
and they let Major League Baseball know that by voting, then by gum, put That's Albert right. Pujols in the All-Star game one more time for one last hurrah. In fact, one thing that I think is actually really cool is that there is the commissioner's like clause, yes. the All-Star game clause, where he can grab anybody, any any legend, whoever. It's like the legend clause or whatever. The legend he clause, can grab yeah. them and say, you know what? You have earned the right to play in this All-Star game. So Albert Pujols clearly is going to be that guy. Yep. Right. Should be. He's, he's, yeah. He, if he's not, then he's wrong, but he should be that guy who's brought into the all-star game because he is a, a living legend in the game. So and that's, that's the big thing is that like, I don't fault anybody for voting. Like I don't look down on anybody. It's just my personal thing. I'm like, I don't want to contribute to that because yeah. I'm just a fan. Right. That's just my. That makes opinion. sense. I'm gonna do a little I bit. I think of I brought some... that up before. I can't remember. But... Yeah, but you didn't touch on it quite as hard, and I think it's good that we brought it up because everybody's probably caught in some variation of this engagement, one whether they're on your side or mine. Um, here's the thing that's interesting. I looked it up. The All Star Game were selected. The All Stars were selected by the managers from 1933 to 46, and then in 1947 they gave the fans the opportunity to vote in the entire lineup. And oh, start then to finish, like up top to bottom. Everybody. The problem is that stopped in 1957 when Cincinnati Reds fans stuffed the ballot box and selected seven Reds and Stan Musial. That's <laughs> 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 so funny. Okay, so Commissioner Ford Frick in 1957, 58 or whatever, he stepped in and he said, no, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. And now uh, it so it changed, and then since 1970, the fans have elected the starting lineup, one player for mm. each position, other than the pitcher, for both mm-hmm. the leagues. So that's that's the way it goes. <laughs> nice. Well, and Stephen Reds and Stan Musial that's in so 1957. Funny. That is, that's so good. So good. But um, anyway, voting ends Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're going to vote, get your votes in. Like I said, there's a couple that are really, really close. And so if you want to have some say, get in there. Because you can vote once a day, every day, yeah, for as long as voting day. is open. For the whole so if you've lineup, already voted, vote. go ahead and vote again. Yeah, it's not means. a one-off thing. It's it, You vote every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. So good. Absolutely. For sure. Um, let's go ahead and move on break from this. But All before right. we get too far, don't forget to check out the big show, the Baseball Together podcast, every Tuesday. Uh, during this week's episode, we'll be assigning walk-up music to some of, of the All-Star Game participants because by the time we get there, we should know who's playing, who's not. Um, sure. all that fun stuff. Uh, this is one of the most popular things we do according to the numbers that we see. So you want to check it out. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes, this one or any coming because we have some awesome episodes coming up not to say that the others aren't awesome but we have some great episodes coming up that we're very excited about again that is published every tuesday morning wherever you get your podcast and also on the youtubes now break there are some things going on this season that we did not see coming that nobody saw coming so we have i pulled this article off of mlb.com i think a great article (laughs) called it baseball.com periodically yeah (laughs) it's called 10 storylines no one could have predicted Greg, you want to run us through some of these really quick? Because these are amazing. First, I got to give a shout out to my dad. He's watching this live broadcast and he's awesome. So thanks, dad. (laughs) Thanks for joining here. He just commented and he said he can stuff the ballot each day until the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's right, dad. You got it. All right. So a couple of these. I'm just going to go down the list because I thought this was a really well formulated list. I loved every bullet point they brought up. 
So uh, number one of the top 10 storylines nobody could have predicted for the 2022 season. Number one, the Mets have not yet had a healthy, full Jacob deGrom or Max Scherzer. And they're still one of the best teams in baseball. Two of the most dominant pitchers in the entire game are ridiculously unavailable for a long, long time. And it doesn't matter. And that is nuts. The Mets still continue to kill it. They're still in my diamond tier of the power rankings, and it's awesome. Brad demoted them, and I didn't appreciate that, but that's okay. He can have his opinion. <laughs> All you should care about is the fact that I kept the Yankees there, but they're firmly they cemented. That. Yeah, firmly they, they cemented. did that themselves. I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> Speaking of the Yankees, that comes to number two. Speaking of the Yankees, they might, they're not just a special team, right? Everybody's like, wow, the Yankees are so good this year, and that's true but they might be one of the best teams ever in baseball. We're talking forever in right. baseball. Well, like, let's talk about this for just a minute, Brady, because it. I pulled Explain some numbers it. on this. So okay. my Mariners, that's right. My Mariners hold yeah. the single season, the, the win record, the single season win record um, with 116 wins. Well, that was, that was in 2001 and through 82 games, which were, the Yankees were uh, going into Thursday. Um, the Mariners were 61 and 21 to put that into perspective, put to put the Yankees run so far into perspective, the Yankees through 82 games are 59 and 23 with a team that feels like it's winning every single day. Pretty they're close. still not on pace for 116 wins, but they're darn close. They yeah. are darn close to it. And they're going to win a whole lot. They could, they could, be north of 110 easily by the end of the season. Oh yeah. And well, I think they could get insane. to 116. They could. They're gonna have I mean, like I said, because they're paced, they're gonna have to go on a little bit more of a streak at some point. Maybe yeah. win four games instead of or five games instead of four or six games instead of five. But yeah. at the same time though, like that's an incredible pace. Yeah. An absolutely incredible pace. Well, and Aaron Judge is on pace to clobber over 60 home runs. 60 but maybe more and mm-hmm. that would set the franchise record. Yes, the single season record is what, 74? Doesn't Barry Bonds have 74? I think he has 74, yeah. yeah he, I think he beat Marvel Choir by one. Yeah, that's, a that's lot. what I think. It's a crazy amount. So Aaron Judge is having an lot. incredible year, and he's still only on pace to hit 60. I say only with mm-hmm. a great deal of chagrin and also Christ. Right. <laughs> Barry Bonds Tongue and Mark McGuire. Firmly in cheek. Um, yeah. And one a couple of last things here that's crazy. So the baseball reference has the Yankees at greater than 99.9% to make the playoffs. Uh, yeah. They're a lock. They're going to make the playoffs. They'd have to lose like 50 games in a row to not. Uh, yeah. But then 31.5% to win the World Series. But yeah. if you put that into betting odds, that's still not a favorite. Because no. WinBet has the Yankees at plus 450 to win the World Series. But the Dodgers are the favorite at plus 425. You're still getting... Yeah. Plus money on them, which is nice. Yeah, but at the same time, nice. though, I think your dod the Dodgers are your betting favorite, uh, according to WinBet. I don't know that I would necessarily put my money there, but anyway. All right, Brady, back to these storylines that are so fascinating. Number three, the Astros have upgraded their shortstop, which is nuts because when they moved Correa and he went to Minnesota of all the most ridiculous places, we did not see. Now, don't sleep on Minnesota. That's not what I'm saying. Minnesota's right. fielding a great ball club this year. But for him to have chosen to go to Minnesota, who was kind of the sleeping dog in the American League for a while, for a long while, 
it was kind of a big deal. But they have not suffered one bit in Houston having lost Carlos Correa. And it's absolutely insane. They've got Jeremy Pena, who is a legitimate, it says here, legitimate rookie of the year candidate. I think that's true. I don't think he's going to win but I think it's a legitimate candidacy, right, Brad? Would you mm-hmm. agree? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say um, Julio Rodriguez won Jeremy Pena too is the way it's yeah. going to be. Yep. So his defense is great. It's always good. But that, And it, it says here, offense has been a revelation, and that's the thing that I don't think anybody saw coming because Correa's mm-hmm. offense was kind of immutable, right? Everybody knew right. Correa was an offensive performer, and his defense mm-hmm. was impeccable. So yep. for them to have doubled down – and got what they needed out of a rookie is insane. Yeah. Totally yeah. unexpected. Big time. Big time. And they're and they're scary all the way around still. Oh, they're so scary. I hate those guys. But anyway. I do too. Um, <laughs> and speaking of a shortstop, another one is that the Padres would lose Fernando Tatis Jr. for an extended period of time and be better. Now, based on things that we saw toward the end of the season last year, you'd think that maybe it was going to happen, but I don't think it we actually expected it to be for them to be this much better for this sustainable amount of time. Now no. they could fall off a cliff like they did last year after the all-star break. Totally. That could happen. But yeah. if he comes back and then it's kind of like the reinforcement and revitalizes the clubhouse, like, Hey, help has arrived. Then I think that could be a big deal for them. Yeah. Um, another one is the white Sox are under 500. What? <laughs> I mean, I know I read the article, but that's how everybody <laughs> feels about it. It's like, what so i'll be honest so i looked at my predictions from the beginning of the season i didn't have the white Sox winning the division because i wasn't completely sold on them but i figured they'd finish over 500 and maintain an above 500 record for the majority of the season but that has not been the case nope did i have them winning the division i feel like i did i think you did yeah yeah because i don't think i would have given it to minnesota I could not have been more wrong with calling Detroit, though. Like, I'll, I'll own that. Oh, right now. please. That, that ain't Detroit happening. was a mess. <laughs> Continues to be a mess. Maybe this Tuesday we should check in our predictions and see how we're feeling about halfway <laughs> yeah. through the season. <laughs> I think we should. I think you're right. Okay, so speaking of the Twins, which this part I thought was awesome. The number six on the list is that Luis Arias, they're calling, MLB.com is calling him the new Wade Boggs. They're saying that he's having an all-star season straight out of 1991, if not an MVP season. And I think that that is absolutely correct. And here's the reason why. He is hitting 346 on the season. And he's got a 419 OBP. Those are both the highest marks in the American League overall across the whole league. And he's helping the Twins really have a stranglehold on that first place slot in the central. So... Yeah, big deal. Do you do you like this comparison, Brad? Wade Boggs to Luis Arias? Um, yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean he's doing Wade Boggs, Wade Boggs stuff, right? Yeah, as long as he's doing Wade Boggs stuff, I'm fine with it. Here's the thing I liked most about this article, uh, this bullet point in the article. They brought it to my attention that Ichiro and Rod Carew, Hall of Famer Rod Carew, for you Adam Sandler fans out there. Ichiro and Hall of Famer Rod Carew came out and said that he is their current favorite player. I loved that. that Quite the endorsement. Quite the endorsement. Number seven, the Cardinals would have three of the best position players in baseball. True story. They're all in the infield, by the way. And still be three games out of first place. The Cardinals are the the big name team in the Central. They feel like they're 
every year one of the top 10 teams in the league. And yet the Brewers continue to quietly own that division. I have no idea what's going on. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And especially, it's especially funny with all the trash that Cubs fans talk about American Family. What is American Family Stadium up in Milwaukee? Up in Milwaukee. uh, Being Wrigley North. Like, yeah. But the Brewers continue to own the division. So they do. (laughs) It's crazy. Well, do you think it comes down to management? Is it a manager thing? It might, it might be. I mean, because the Brewers have. I feel like the Brewers have one of the best bullpens in the game. Um, they yeah, have a really strong starting rotation. They've really kind of ironed things out over the last couple of weeks, and they're really, they're a really good team. They're formidable. They're a really good team. Um, Juan Soto is hitting two twenty six. For him, this is basement level stuff. This is like mm-hmm. an average catcher who's really good defensively. Is going to be around 226, and the league would be okay with it, but because it's Juan Soto, not okay. No bueno. He hit 313 fact, last year. Yeah, this is zero bueno, actually. Yeah, I, I <laughs> honestly lose 100 think, points. I think what it is, I think he's distracted. I think that the contract negotiations are weighing, weighing heavily on his mind, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And if you're not 100% in the box, you're going to hit 213 if you're a Juan Soto. That's my 226. That's my opinion. I don't know that it's right. necessarily the case. That's what it feels like because there have been a lot of numbers been thrown around about the Nats trying to extend him. A lot. Yeah, you're right. So and could, I mean, the dude could, could bunt a home run. So pretty much. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> you're right. He could just fall asleep at the box and hit 226 and it'd be okay. Yeah. Okay. This is my favorite one. <laughs> I'm just going to read the whole thing. Can I read the whole thing? Go for it. Yeah. And then we'll so move one on. paragraph. Going okay. On. Number nine, Chris Bryant has one homer. One. Fans had been wondering, quoting MLB.com, fans had been wondering for years what a player with the pure power of Chris Bryant would do at Coors Field. Coors Field, excuse me. And for all the debates surrounding his huge contract with Colorado, there was still excitement about what he'd look like in Denver. Well, looks like the Rockies' 81st game, halfway through the first season of his seven-year contract, for him to hit his first homer, it took it took to the 81st game. And then it came on the road at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> okay, yes, he's been hurt much of the year, but it still took until his 102nd plate appearance. Seems like it shouldn't have taken that long, right? <laughs> I am relieved as a Mariners fan that he didn't come to Seattle. Oh, Holy yeah. Holy. I mean, you, you guys wanted him bad. <laughs> Oh, so bad. So, so bad. Him and Story. Like, Story's panned out for sure in Boston. But Barely. could you imagine, like, I would just, I'd be a wreck. Hanniger, Kyle Lewis, and Chris Bryant out. The season oh. would be completely gone. It would be. Man. Unreal. That's crazy, though. All right. And then the last one is Shohei Otani is arguably even better this year, yet the Angels are somehow a little worse. There were a lot of people <laughs> picking the Angels to just run through the AL West and contend with the contend with the Astros, if not win the division right. and be a formidable. I mean, I feel like they were top ten in in World Series future bets going into the season. For sure. And I Brig, I think we saw through it because we knew that. And I had yeah. that the Angels did not have the pitching to do so. so. I think that's what we said. I don't remember. I have to go back and look, but I don't remember yeah. being as excited about it as I was. Yeah. But it I is crazy that Otani's better. 
It is yep. absolutely nuts. A lot of people are talking about how he should be the MVP every single year as long as, he, as long as he's playing because he does more than anybody. But at the same time, though, with a team that bad, I don't feel like you can give him the MVP every single year because mm, that's trouble. It's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, it is. Yep. All right, let's get into this week's games of the week. Let's um, do it. Oh, 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 I forgot. The biggest news of the day. We have to do biggest, this quick break. I was gonna. Are, I thought you were gonna skip it. But okay, let's smokes. not skip it. How could I forget? I'm pumped about this. The World Baseball okay. Classic has been announced. Yes, it's been announced, and it's gonna be here in Phoenix. Yep. in March. So if you want to come go to a baseball game with me, Brig, you're gonna be here, right? I'm coming. You want to come and go to a baseball game with us? World Baseball Classic. We're gonna be here. We're gonna go to. Chase Field to enjoy the World Baseball Classic. The championship will be in Miami on and March. I gotta 21st. go to that. I might fly yeah. from your house to Miami. There you go. <laughs> Here's the whole tournament format. We'll go through this more in depth uh, next week. But it's basically a world. If you're familiar with the World Cup, it's basically the same format. You've got yeah. four pools: A, B, C, and D. Each has five teams, and the top two from each pool advance into the quarterfinals, and they have the semis, um, and then the finals. The um, the semis and the finals will be in Miami. Uh, the quarterfinals on one side of the bracket will be in Miami. The other quarterfinals will actually be in Tokyo, Japan. They'll also be playing games in Taiwan and also in oh, in, in Phoenix, the other place. So yeah. super cool. Very excited about it. Like I said, we'll go more into depth with this on the big show next week. But we had to touch on today because it is big time news and it's very exciting. All right. Okay, let's get into this week's baseball games. This weekend, there's a lot of jockeying for position around the standings. Heading into the All-Star break is always a big ramp up. Um, And then teams get a couple of days off, and it's a nice break, and everybody kind of resets a little bit. Some teams break, and some teams uh, rejuvenate. and It's really, really fun to watch, so pay attention. Okay, first is this Friday on Apple TV, 8 p.m. Eastern, Pirates at Brewers. They, the Pirates found a way to beat the Yankees the other day, and it was bizarre. So I don't know what to tell you about that. Well, then, Brick, the thing about that is that <laughs> the Yankees, instead of throwing at them the next day for beating them, they put up 16 and didn't give up any. That's what happens when zero. you beat the Yankees, apparently. Yeah. When you're the it Pirates. Was, it, the first day, or the the first game was 5-2, to two, and then the second game was freaking 16-0. to zero. So it worked yeah. out. It was totally okay. However, <laughs> I'm not okay with it. Okay, um, you can also watch at 10 p.m. Blue Jays at Mariners. Um, that's a big deal game. Huge series. I don't huge. think it's a big deal for the Blue Jays, but I think it's huge for Mariners. They've lost. Okay, going into this series, Brig, the Blue Jays have lost four in a row. Yeah. So they're on a, they're on a little bit of a slide right now. I I do think it is big for the Blue Jays because they need to figure themselves out. You say Kikuchi continues to struggle. I read an article today that said that they're considering all their options with him. Are they going to skip his next start? Are they just going to have him work on bullpens? Are they going to send him down to AAA? They don't know what they're going to do with him. He's been a real wow. problem for them, and I think they have other problems go as well that are that's kind of infecting the clubhouse and and the way things are going there. They have not been playing as well lately. The Mariners could get within striking distance and i know there's a couple months left we still got all of august to go right all of september to go all september but you can establish a race fast at the break exactly it goes by fast if you start losing it goes by even faster so this is a huge series for seattle and i feel like the blue jays because they need to figure themselves out i like it 
I like it a lot. Okay, let's talk about Saturday. FS1, 4 p.m., Rays at Reds. The Rays have got to get back on track. If they don't, this could be it um, going into the All-Star break. If they start losing, it could be a problem. We'll see what happens yeah. uh, after the All-Star game. But they got to get things figured out. And the Reds would be a great team to do that against, actually. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Yeah, so that's at 4 p.m. on FS1. Fox at 7 p.m., according to your local listings. You can watch Giants at Padres. That's the one. Or Yankees at Red Sox. That's the other. Mm-hmm. Depends on which coast you're on. I, I, Brad, we, the Royal we, will be watching <laughs> the Yankees play the Red Sox. I don't know what you're doing with your life. At that I'll time. be watching the Yankees and Red Sox. I'll, okay. I'll right <laughs> I can't believe I'm here watching this and not doing that or doing this and not watching that. Right now, because last I checked, it was the eighth, and we were up by one run at Fenway. Uh, but I'll keep going. You look for me. Okay, I, I got middle of the ninth, six five Yankees. Outstanding. Three. Both teams go. have been sliding for the Giants and the Padres. Everybody needs to kind of pull it together in that side of the house. Um, I feel like this is particularly big for the Padres. Um, I think the Giants. I mean, the Giants are a good ball club, but the Padres need to win to keep a contention in that wild card race. Mm-hmm. It's just a huge deal. Um, and then the Yankees got to beat the Red Sox because they got to beat the Red Sox. The end. Well, and the Red Sox need no. to keep pace in the wild card too. I feel like because they it's it's to. starting to get more competitive. It's starting to get a whole lot more competitive in the wild card. It is, but they're not going to catch the Yankees in the race. They're still what thirteen right. or twelve or thirteen. Yeah, they're games still thirteen back. back, but they're only half a game up. Exactly. So that's a wild card situation. Okay, Sunday, wake up in baseball. Sunday on Peacock, twelve o'clock noon Eastern. Angels at Orioles. This could be fabulous baseball, and it could be, especially if you're an Angels fan, this could be really good. But I don't feel like you should go to sleep on these Orioles who suddenly are really good. Yeah, they're more like, than pests. It's not just they're not just a thorn anymore. Like now they come up, to, they show up to play. I feel like Rutschman gave them the juice they needed or something happened. Mm-hmm. And now it's fun again or whatever. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, but it is wild. Now they're still not going to probably make the playoffs. I don't think that's going to happen, but right. it is fun to watch. And I think they could really spoil the angels fun anyway. Yeah. yeah they could. Like you said, they're trending in opposite directions. I like the way you put that. It's very, very good. Um, ESPN 7 PM Yankees at Red Sox, obviously must see TV. Um, I told Olivia she had to go to bed tonight and she threw a fit because she wanted to keep watching the Yankees play the Red Sox. She was like, dad, but we didn't win yet. And I'm like, you're such a good little kid. Like, (laughs) I have to be raising her right for you to sleep. (laughs) But, (laughs) but I hate myself a little bit for making you sleep on a Yankees Red Sox series. I really do. It was really funny. Um, Okay. And then, other series we need to watch, Brad. What do you think? What's what else? Are there any other series going? I'm watching Yankees Red Sox all weekend. What else? Well, I'm I'm watching the I'm watching Mariners and Blue Jays. That I've got mm-hmm. all eyes on that, and that's a big one in the Northwest because a lot of fans come down from Canada and cheer for the Blue Jays. So that's sure. a big one up there. Uh, but also the other one that I want to see is the Marlins at the Mets. The Marlins are three games out of the wild card mm-hmm. going into Thursday. Um, the Mets could very well bury them at this point if they sweep them or take three out of four now it obviously yeah. depends on other teams in the wild card what they do like the padres and stuff this weekend but at the same time though 
the Marlins have made somewhat of a push to get back in that race. And, and I'm not saying they're going to be out of it, right? There's like we said, there's still a couple months left, but it also yeah. goes quick. You've got to, yeah. you've got to close ground when you can, and they're not going to catch the Mets, but they can certainly ride that wave of momentum going into the all-star break and, uh, and close some ground on the wild card. If that's, if it's made available, because, uh, the Mets are very good, and that would be big time for the Marlins. To even I feel like get a split, even a split two and two would be huge for Miami. Mm-hmm. But if they lose three or four of those games, they're going to be in trouble. And might, I think it'll come down to looking to sell. Yeah, I think it'll come down to pitching dynamics. Um, because if Sandy Alcantara pitches, they can win one of those games depending on who they face, who the Mitch or who the Mitch. I don't know who Mitch is. Um, who the Mets put on the mound the day they face Sandy will will determine whether or not that game goes one way or the other. I feel well, like. So game one is over. Uh, game one of that series is over. Uh, the Mets won 10 to 0. Whew. Could be a long weekend Holy in New York. Holy crap. For the Marlins. <laughs> Okay, My so sorry goodness. for you Miami fans. Um, we love you though. We really do. It is a rough season, uh, but you got some real, real bright spots. Okay, mm-hmm. before we go tonight, in case you missed the announcement, baseball together, me and Brad, we are now partnered with Chinook Cedary. These folks right here, they make the best, and I'm not just saying that because it's on their packaging, but they are the best seeds ever. The best seeds I've ever had. I can't decide which flavor I like the most. It doesn't matter. I'll stop talking about them. But I could gush for a long time. They We've now partnered with them, and you can get 10% off your order by using BT Pod at checkout. That's Bravo Tango Papa Oscar Delta. Baseball Together Podcast, right? You can see what I did there. BT Pod. Okay. Use code BT Pod. 10% off. That supports us and the show. We get a little kickback. You get 10% off. Everybody wins. They really are the best seeds ever. So use BT Pod at checkout. ChinookCedary.com is the logo. And uh, you can check the out website. our Instagram. Or yeah. What did I say? The logo? The <laughs> logo. <laughs> no. That's the ChinookCedary.com is the website where you can go purchase those. You can also access our Instagram account where we have links to their stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can start debating flavors, man, because they got six of them that are rock'em sock'em. They're so good. They're fantastic. Brad, what's your favorite? Uh, I'd have to say the Hatch Chili is my favorite, but Dill Pickle surprised me, and it's it's rapidly approaching. It tastes more like fried pickles than an actual Dill Pickle, and I love it so much. True story. Because they have that lightly that. roasted flavor. But They do. Anyway, but don't forget, again, to uh, support the – or check out the big show, we call it. comes out every Tuesday morning on every single podcast app where you get your podcasts and also YouTube. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Let us know what you think about what we're doing. You can do that uh, on the podcast apps or in the YouTube comments or send us an email in the in the mailbag. There's a link to that in the, the description of every single episode and also on BaseballTogether.com. Hop on the shop, 9plusus.com. Spell it out, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Get yourself something nice. Brig, you've got the baseball and chill shirt tonight? Baseball right? and chills. While and I've got right my, yeah. I've got my KBO tribute hat going tonight. But baseball family, thank you again for joining us for another one of our Thursday night lives. We will catch you next week. 